You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. When it's uh, 9.34 p.m. Central African time, somebody says, Ken Muftisa, please talk about the reward and blessings of having three daughters. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before we respond to that, inshallah, our brother Lukolo will prepare the podcast in four parts and then the clip of our 18 brothers embracing Islam. So that also we will send out. So you will receive five parts, inshallah, Aziz. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man ala jariyatain, ala ayn alif lam. Whosoever brought up their two daughters or more or whatever you, then remember you made their tarbiyah, you gave them direction, orientation in life, you made them through Muslimas and through ambassadors of Islam and so forth, then kunna lahu sitran, that they will become the, the curtain and for protection from Jahannam and so forth, and they will become the means of you entering Jannah and Paradise. And if you study the Quran, my brothers, Surah to Shura, that is chapter 42, verses 49 and 50. Almighty Allah addresses this issue. Sometimes that when I was in Heidelberg, I was born there. So my first neighbor, our shop in front and our house, so we three brothers, two sisters, I got we five, you know, siblings, two brothers passed away. So it's me and my two sisters now. Allah give them siha afiyah. So remember that gave everybody all the marhumin jannatul firdaus. So my neighbors, they had two daughters. Other neighbor, five daughters, no sons. They all want to play with me. I say, hey, go from here. Me, I don't play with you girls. <laughs> so, we play soccer, we play cricket. What do you want to come play? It's me and my team. You know, we got our team there and all that. Yeah. So anyway, so now Allah speaks of this in the Quran. Surah 42, Surah to Shura. And that is verses 49 and 50. So sometimes, first child, daughter, second, third, fourth, fifth. Now the people are finished. Man. Hey, why I got daughters, daughters, daughters? Inna Allah al inas fi Allah Jalla wala has mentioned daughters first compared to the boys and the, the sons. So therefore, Hazrat Mufti Shafi writes in, in his Ma'ariful Quran that if your first child is a daughter or that yet to it's a good sign for that family and so forth. So if you got daughters, mashallah, you brought them up Islamically, you taught them what is haya and shame, not they're running around with miniskirts and bikinis and all that shaitan then remember, they will become your means for going into Jannah and Paradise, inshallah I see uh, Sister Candace Zainab, she says, I feel honored to be a witness to the Shahada to Brother Ibrahim Anderson Ustad MashaAllah, mm. my sister uh, Zainab, mm. so you must remember this, we must call you Zainab now, your your old name is history so Allah Ta'ala reward you my sister, that becomes a motivation for you, for us, for everybody, provided that we have some iman and sincerity you see my sister Zainab we open the tap, right and then you place the glass the cup there, and you place it in the direction, then it will get filled also, but if a person puts it upside down. You see the Jewish brother, Hitler's children, they put the cup upside down and then they say, no, that we are not doing the truth and so forth. So because they were, they said Quran says this, hmm. they said our hearts are covered, it's already closed. Nay, Allah has cursed them because of their blasphemy. 
Very, very few. If you know the Arabic, فَقَلِيل means few. فَقَلِيلَ ma ma أَحَامِيَا لِتَعْكِيدِ That very, very few, extremely few of the Jutlas will ever embrace Islam now or in the future. So that is why. So for me and you, the easy example is that that they themselves don't want it. You must remember that. But they will blame Almighty Allah for their own folly and their own foolishness. So that is why we must always remember. You want to see that verse, my sister Zainab, chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, and verse number 88. Very easy, chapter 2, verse 88. Allah, Jalla wala, keep you steadfast, my sister Zainab, and you also must teach people about Islam. First learn, and then teach others, inshallah. Ustaz, is it permissible to plant small flowering plants and water flowers on the covers? Is it true a loving plant is making dhikr of Allah, Ustaz? There was a great muhaddis. I didn't meet him. I think he died before I was born also. He passed away. Ahmad Muhammad Shakir. But I read some of his works. We don't mean that we agree with everything, but he was a great scholar in hadith. You must remember that. So you must say, so he wrote a nice fatwa on this. Bid'atul zuhur alal kubur. That people bring their roses and people bring this and this and what and what. It's like a garden you are making. So all that is not permissible. You take the evergreen plant and you do that and put there. So that is permissible. So that is what is meant. You must remember that the plant will make zikr and so forth and so. But if you go there and want to beautify the grave and put the roses and doers and all that is not permissible. So just do what Nabi Alayhi did and that is fine. But remember this end of the day that it is all our own actions also. The person died with Iman and Islam, Allah Ta'ala's mercy will come and enter into Jannah. And that person died on kufr, on nifaq, on hypocrisy, Allah forbid. That is, he just paid lip service to Islam. Then Quran says, Surah 4, verse 145, That the hypocrites will be dispatched to the lowest, lowest layer of Jahannam and the hellfire. There are three things you must not play with. When you are small. So one of them is what Nika Ustad. If the girl accepts and the husband also accepts, so why will you have it to have it in the masjid? Anonymous. The proposal is accepted between both Ustad. So when you do selective coating and that is what happens, you have dwallu wa adwallu. So you must remember you astray and you lead others astray. Didn't Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La nikaha illa bi waliyin, authentic sahih hadith, in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, nikah is not valid without the consent of the guardian. So you and the girl, that you just tell her you married and she say married. So the father, nobody even knows he's married. <laughs> There's no witnesses. La nikaha illa bi shuhudin. You must have minimum two male witnesses. So my brother, you must stop quoting out of context for your own agenda. And if you did that, then you're living in sin. And if you got children, all your children are harami children. Remember, they are bees and illegitimate. Because why? There was no consent from the girl's father and there were no witnesses. So don't come play with Sharia. You lose your iman if you're not careful. Let's go overseas, Ustad. Please let us know, Islamically, how do we count babies seventh day? The baby girl was born on last week, Tuesday. We wanted to cut the <coughs> hair and make aqiqa, Ustad. Of course, that is so late. I don't know which country you are in. <laughs> 
But some countries in time are ahead of us, like Australia and all of them, New Zealand. Some are behind us. So anyway, so very easy. If the baby is born Tuesday before sunset, so the seventh day will be Monday. And if the baby is born Monday during the day before sunset, then the seventh day is Sunday. So even now, if it is still before sunset, do the akika, shave the hair, take zafran, saffron, and apply it on the head of the baby. And mashallah, give the baby a good name also. You'll be called by your name and your biological father's name. Hence, keep good names. So if you still got time now, so you do it. And if you can't do it now because it's sunset, then the 14th day, the next Monday, inshallah, you do it. Somebody say, dear Mufti Sab, what's wrong with the, the Japanese? Why are they so stupid like Arabs, American? They drop a nuclear bomb and kill them. Today they're supporting them, Ustad. So you must remember that politics, you know. I told you a hundred times what Rajbansi said. So you must learn from these guys here, you know. So what Tutu said. Tutu said apartheid was a gravy trade. And the democracy we got is a gravy plane. So Rajbansi was asked, what is the definition of politics? You must remember that. So he said to make the impossible possible, you see. Expediency, what they worry about religion and so forth. Japanese are not stupid, brother. I don't know if you've been there. I've been there. So if you just look at their bullet train and you look at the cleanliness and you look at their culture and all that, so much of Islam it is. On their trains, they got, you must remember, eastern toilets. On their train, what western toilets? They got water. Or sometimes in the Muslim countries, you won't find water also. And you must remember that in their rooms, they don't walk with shoes and sandals and so forth. When you enter the hotel, they will tell you these are the directives and guidelines and so forth. You won't find a paper on the street and so forth. So remember, it's not the masses. It's the, pub, it's the, it's the politicians. That the America will tell them, we'll give you arms, we'll give you money and so forth and so on. So they fall for all the jokes, you know. Who is going to stand on principles today and so forth? Very few people. So that is, but they're not stupid. They're very, very sharp and intelligent people. But politics, end of the day, sells it, you must remember. Because people always, they fall for the false promises and so forth. Is it permissible to extend the warranty of a motor vehicle once it has reached its stipulated mileage start. Say, for example, you bought a new vehicle, right? And that got now 100,000. And now you must remember it's coming normally, say, 100,000 or five years or six years or whatever it is, whichever one comes first. And now they tell you that you can extend it and so forth for another one year or two years, but you must pay 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, depending which type of car you got. So there's difference of opinion among the ulama. Some ulama say permissible. Some ulama say not permissible. So precaution will be you don't do that. But if you just do it for the warranty and so forth, remember, then the fatwa will be permissible. Some ulama, they say that. So it's a difference of opinion. This is what you call mimbabil ijtihad. So you must remember Imam Shafi wrote one great usul. When you have some ulama based on Quran, Hadith, Fuqaha and all that and other side, so you practice on one and you leave out the other one. So we'll say fatwa permissible, taqwa precaution, better to abstain. The Imam at our masjid Ustad read a 20-minute Isha Salah. The entire Surah Mulk in the first rakat. 
Is this against the Sunnah? A lot of people were really upset afterwards who started. One day Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala read long, long kirat. So one sahabi broke his salat and he went away. So he went to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and told him, Ya Rasulullah, you know this Mu'az bin Jabal. He reads so long, long surahs and all that. We are working and so forth. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called him and asked him what happened. He said this. Now look at the words. Afatanun anta ya Mu'az? Afatanun ya anta ya Mu'az? Are you putting the people in fitna? So this Imam Sahib was just showing off. Kainan man kan, whoever it is. So you must tell him, I said he's just showing off. And maybe he was reading different kirats, you know. So he wants to show you all, me am a sabakari and so forth and all these kind of things. Yeah. So he will start, Wadduhi wallayli idha saja. And then next kirat he will come and tune it up and on. It's nothing to read for Allah Ta'ala. It's riya and wasum'ah, just to show off. May you swalli and whosoever or man swalla both you get whoever eats salat yurai and he just does all that to show off and impress people Fakad Ashraka he has committed shirk which type of shirk not shirk a jali that takes you out of Islam but shirk a khafi and that is anta ya imam you're making fitna there or what 20 minutes for them. If me, I'll stand up, I'll tell you, you must never make imamat again. <laughs> you must remember that the other day I told one imam here, he went in front and he made a mess. So I told him, you, in front of everybody, you mustn't make imamat again. If I was there, I should have stood up and told you, you must not make imamat again. You're <laughs> fit now. Because why? For what you want to show off 20 minutes, you must remember uh, Isha Salat and so forth. Man amma minkum fal salat. Habibuna Rasulullah Malik and various compilations. When you make imamat, then you must make that short salat. Short salat don't mean you don't make ruku properly, you don't make sajda properly. All that you must do properly. But read surahs from there, was samai, was tariq, sabihisma, was shamsi, like that kind of surahs you must read. Want to read so long and all that and just show off with the kirats and all that. Not permissible. So Ustad, after performing two rakat salah behind Maqam Ibrahim, how should one cling to the multism when the chest cannot face the Kaaba, Ustad? So you must remember that وَاتَّخِذُوا مِن مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ You must understand three things there. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sayyidina Umar were performing tawaf Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and before the ayat was revealed he said Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam let us read Salat behind Maqam Ibrahim Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said no I have to wait for revelation what Umar said radiallahu anhu arda Amirul Mu'minin he became Amirul Mu'minin afterwards obviously so on the farsh on the land and sand Allah sent from the arsh from the heavens and skies open Bukhari Sharif wafak to Rabbi fi thalas there are three things I said before the ayahs must get revealed and it happened like that and if you go to itqan fi ulum al-Quran Allama Jalaluddin Suyuti counted more than 20 places so 
remember where you see Maqam Ibrahim nowadays. It wasn't there. Kana mulasikum bilbait. It was attached to the Baytullah. It was in time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu when he became Amir al-Mu'minin, they brought it to where it is currently. The Saudi regime in the 60s wanted to move it. They are bulldozers, everything packed in, so from then they just left it, put gold and everything around there. You should know all these things about the tarikh of it. So you don't have to read behind Maqam Ibrahim and cause inner problems for people. Anywhere in the haram you read is fine. You read in the last serve there at the back, you read in your hotel room is fine. Everywhere is fine. No, it's all part of the haram. And you must remember that for the men you go to multazam. Multazam means you put your chest against the Baytullah, you stretch your hands out and your right cheek. Now for women, you're not going to do that. Even for men, it's difficult. They can't reach there. So you just stand in line with that 100 meters, 200, 500 meters away, and then you pour your heart out. Allah will reward you as though as you were standing right there by Multazam. So that is between the Hajar Aswad, the Black Stone, and between the Golden Gate. So that is what you must remember. That is the eastern wall of the Bay Somebody wants to know, Ustad, is uh, Zimbabwe election fair? Ustad. <laughs> so you must remember that. If you know that Zimbabwe got, you must remember that independence in 1980. I was still studying, 1400 it was. So sometimes I used to read the papers there in Karachi, very seldom, you understand, because we're concentrating on our studies. So that day I happened to read the newspaper. So they said that Zulfikar Ali Bhutto, uh, not Zulfikar Ali Bhutto, that the Pakistani leader, you must remember whoever it was, maybe Ziaulak or whoever. So he met Indira Gandhi in Zimbabwe, you understand, Harari. So that was, uh, you know, Rhodesia, the old name and so. But anyway, whoever were the leaders of India and Pakistan at that time, they met here. So they got independence and, you know, Ian Smith, Rhodesia, Salisbury, all became history and Zimbabwe came. And now ZANU-PF, ZANU-PF is not going to leave power. You must remember that, that they are going to ensure. So I laughed and chuckled. I heard their minister of justice. He said the ZANU-PF won and the elections was 100%, whether you use 100% or not, but it was free and fair and all these kind of things. So you see, these are the type of elections people have today. See Trump. Then now they fixed up his date for the March next year. And how they fixed it up? So just before the primary and so forth. And 91 charges against him. So it's not only in Africa and third world country. In America is happening. All crooked business going. They want to ensure that he must not be a person who's going to stand for the GOP, the Grand Old Party, the Republicans, and but he's winning everything there. So anyway, so now they want to marginalize him. So all cooked up and crooked business going on in the world with those elections. So obviously it is was a shame elections, and they're just making people fools, and the ZANU-PF must give up, then Zimbabwe will come up, inshallah. What's that a man has a desire, attraction to his stepdaughter? That is his wife's daughter from a previous marriage. He has abusing her for a year. She has spoken out. What is the status of his nikah status? So you must remember that Quran Sharif addresses this issue in Surah 4, verse number 23. Surah 4, verse 23. Go read the last ayat, the last verse of the fourth supara for Jews. 
I'm taking you to the beginning. Now when he, ABC, this husband, he married this lady, XYZ, and remember she came with her daughter from a previous marriage, her previous husband passed away or divorced her. So that daughter is called Rabiba, where Rabaibukumulati is the plural, Rabaib, and Rabiba is the singular. So when he consummated his marriage, ABC, with her, the lady, his wife, XYZ, then he becomes the mahram of that stepdaughter there. So after he consummated, now he's mahram, there's no parda and so forth. But now he started taking advantage over her. She's maybe 10, 12, 15 years old. She's baligha, everything, pinching her ear, pressing ear, pressing there, or maybe doing other things also. So you, the wife, you must report him to the police. You understand? And at least this they take the word serious. Report him to the police and say that he is guilty of child molestation, sexual assault, whatever does that and all that. They need to put him away. You must remember that. Second one, according to the Hanafis and them, so you must remember in a case like this that hurmat musaharat will take place and your nikah also is broken and finished now. You can't stay with him. But you must put him away. Hmm. You must go to the police and give them everything and you need to teach the guys like this lessons, you must remember. They are sexual predators and so forth. You get married to the mother, you use her, now you want to start getting busy with the daughter, the stepdaughter, absolutely haram it is. So you need to put him away, remember that, and your nikah also is broken. The Western press are silent on the death penalty for the Arab citizen who started for his social media objection to the zulam in Saudi Arabia. They too busy worrying about Afghani affairs, Ustad. So you can't say all the Western press. Some of them, they're right. You must remember that. So if you look at the Washington Post, because you must remember Jamal Khashoggi was one of their writers and reporters and journalists. So if they find a funny story about Saudi, they will expose it and so forth as far as possible. And then everybody got a hidden agenda. Money speaks all languages. How many newspapers, how many journalists they buy out and they bought out and so forth. They just give them money and so forth and so on. You know how many billion, billion dollars Saudi spends to give? Yes, yeah, South Africa, I know of politicians, Muslim politicians, giving brown envelopes to the journalists. You must remember that. The envelopes also were brown. You understand? So they gave the journalists and say, you must write nice stories about me, not uh, negative stories. So the same thing the Saudis do and all of them. I told you in the beginning of the program, the thing the Saudis hate the most is criticism. Remember that. And negative criticism, like how we criticize, remember they hate it the most. For what they put Jamal away? So Jamal, he didn't even criticize them severely. It was a mild criticism. And yet, because they had the chance and they made kurbani of him, they slaughtered him and everything. So that is what happens, brother. But you can't say all the West. 
Muslim was a member. Some of them, they write and they write brilliant articles. You see, if you take the Haaretz, I'm just giving you an example. So there's a journalist there, Gideon Levy. Personally, I would like to meet him for Gideon. So he's a Jew, but I agree with him. Most of his articles, remember that. How he writes against Israel, how he writes against their policies and so forth and so on. So he told them, the only way you will obtain peace here, you must have one country, make it a democracy and treat everybody equally, then only. All these other things you're wasting time. So in the West, you do get some people who write. Yes, majority won't write because they buy them off, you must remember. Good evening, sir. I got a brother of ours. He is an alcoholic. Where can I get help for him, Mustad? You must have a heart-to-heart chat with him, my brother. You are Tom, and your brother's name is Harry. Tom and Harry, right? Martin, Jeff, whatever you want to say. So now you must have a heart-to-heart discussion with him. And when he's sober, and he's listening attentively to you, you must tell him you are my brother. We share the same parents. We have the same father, the same mother. Come across to him without shouting and screaming to him. Tell him nobody in the world can help you. There is no rehab that can help you. There is no priest that can help you. And nobody can help you. You, brother, to Martin, Jeff, or Tom and Harry, you can only help yourself. Chapter 13, verse 11. Almighty Allah will not change the plight of a people or an individual. If you know Arabic, Qawm means individual or collective. So Allah will not change you until you change for yourself. Tell him you're destroying yourself. All the talent, all the ability, capability, Almighty gave you, you're destroying it with this alcohol. So you must divorce and detach this for yourself from alcohol. Detach yourself from your friends who are alcohol, you know, who have whole day busy with this wine, dine and swine. Then only you will become a success and you will have something meaningful in life. So that's the only way. Don't waste time. I'm telling you, brother, your rehab and this counselor and that all waste of time. Ask me. I've been to so many of them. I ask them honestly, what is your success rate in your drugs and all that? They get 20%, 25%. You'll hardly get anybody 30%. So, yeah, and how much money they charge? 50,000, 100,000, and so forth. So, you must every day give him advice and win over. But speak to him when he's 100% sober and give him this lesson that he's destroying himself. And remember, nothing will work for him until he changes himself willingly, sincerely, and kicks the bottle and kicks all form of alcohol. That is our advice to you, brother. Ustad, uh, uh, let's go to Newcastle, Australia. That's what it says here. What right does my wife have in regards to her parents after the marriage? Newcastle, Australia, Ustad. <laughs> So, mashallah, you woke up late. We're finishing, my brother. So, you must remember that it is a parent, so she can phone them, contact them, visit them once a month, once a year, depending how near, how far you are, and so forth. For you to tell her she must sever ties with the parents, and that that's haram. Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 47, Surah Muhammad, named after the Master Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, verses 22, 23. In the when you 
have authority. Antufsidu fil ardi. You cause mischief, mayhem, chaos on this earth. Watukatiu arhamakum, and you sever the family ties. Ulaikaladina la anahumullah. Those are the people Allah curses them. For aswamahum, Almighty Allah makes them spiritually deaf. Wa a'ma absarahum, spiritually blind. Okay, we finish now. We come to Newcastle, South Africa. NN, where I spent 20 wonderful years. So next week, not this week, next week, Wednesday, Zohar, we will be in Stanerton, inshallah, in the masjid there, opposite Mamdiba's house. You know my connection. Now it's no more his house, but you'll know, the township masjid. So after Zohar there, then inshallah, we will be in Masjid Siddiq, Newcastle, after Isha program, Wednesday night. You must contact Hafiz Adil Kaji. He knows everything. He's the big, uh, understand, coordinator. Thursday, inshallah, then house there for Zohar, we'll be there, then program. Thursday night, we had to contact Zahir there of my connection. And then you must remember Thursday night, there we will be in Dundee, you contact Afis Salim Tokrat, mashallah, he's our host there. And then uh, Friday, Jumma, we will be there in Newcastle Town Masjid. Friday after Isha, we'll be there at Darulum, inshallah, you contact Mona Ismail Aku and them. Saturday, we will be there in Folkrus. I don't know who's the Imam there, but the Gangats are there, Farooq by Gangat, Marhum, his sons. So anyway, you can go Zohar time, we'll have program there, and then we come back. So inshallah, from Wednesday to Saturday, busy, busy schedule. So inshallah, and you, Amosfort, when the Darulum, Darulum, Newcastle, Jalsa takes place, Darulum, Newcastle, Jalsa takes place, so it's starting the Thursday, so Wednesday, one night before that, I'll come to you, Amosfort, inshallah, Aziz. So everybody wants program, so we try and accommodate all of you. Jazakallah khair, next up will be Hafiz Yusuf Kala, and then Hazrat Mufti Sayyid Palanpuri, and he's speaking about the Aqidah and differences. Very interesting academic lecture, mashallah. Tomorrow morning, Mona Arafat, Brother Junaid Mota, 4 o'clock, will be firing on, and I'll be here, inshallah, 5.15, 5.17 or so, and we'll start our program. Make dua for us and the Ummah. Jazakallah khair to you, my brother Ibrahim Anderson, you 18 brothers who embrace Islam. Shukran jazeelan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته فضيلة الأستاذ حضرة مولانا مفتي عبد القادر حسين حفظه الله up next حفظ قال صاحب thereafter the Urdu lecture see you guys tomorrow morning same time same place on our program السفينة إلى الجنة from myself and the team اللهم اهدنا واهدبنا واهدنا سجميعا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته